and welcome to Two Hacks One Pro No Episode Number because this is the England Squad Decimation Special. Sam Lothese is not with us, he's with his new county, he's got new friends now up at Yorkshire. We'll talk to him a bit about that later on. But the reason for our hiatus has been work related, and the reason for our return has been well, it's trumped that really. Still work related, but the likes of which we've never seen before. Will McPherson, welcome. You're with me, of course. I'm going to leave it to you to explain this and, and to, I suppose, welcome yourself back on the pod. Yeah, thanks, Ish. Another quiet day in English cricket. Um, just when we thought that uh, cricket was flying under the radar a little bit, Brits doing doing the business at Wimbledon, England going great guns in the Euros, Olympics coming up, uh, COVID meltdown nationally, uh, English cricket does it again. It just cannot stay out of the headlines. Uh, I, I was planning a little day off today, uh, a rare one on a weekday just to keep my head down. Uh, and then by about half past eight on my day off, it became clear that that was not going to be happening. Uh, England recorded seven positive COVID-19 tests in Bristol yesterday. Uh Three for players, four for staff. Current rules mean that um, they have to completely isolate uh, the whole squad now because everyone is deemed a close contact, uh, having shared a dressing room and all that kind of stuff. Uh, And so they've had to call off a whole new squad, including a player who literally one day before they have said uh, they wouldn't use unless in absolutely emergency circumstances. So... David um, Payne, yeah. Ben, ben, oh. <laughs> I was talking about Ben Stokes, England captain, um, but here we are. Uh, he He's leading a team. He's got 98 ODI caps, I believe, uh, and the other, uh, there's nine uncapped players in his squad and, and only two others. One of them's Jake Ball and one of them's James Vince, who've got more than five ODI caps. Um, so it's going to be quite an interesting England 11 on Thursday in Cardiff, but the show must go on, is the, is the basic message. Um, for tickets uh, have been sold for these games, 100% capacity at Lords, 80% at Edgbaston on Tuesday. So England got to play. Um, yeah, <laughs> don't know what else to say, really. You know, like, you'd have those idle pub chats about, oh, pretend if, like, I don't know, if something happened and you had to pick a team from you know, the players who weren't involved or the players who had no caps. I used to do this on Pro Evo with my mates where we'd pick an England football team of players who are uncapped, players who are under 23, players who are over 35 and like play a tournament with them. And never <laughs> did you ever, would you have ever dreamed that we'd be in a situation like this whereby your entire, this is the thing as well. It is as close to a first team as you're going to get, as as we've got in 2021, with all the rest and rotation nonsense that has gone on, <laughs> these group of players are the strongest they've ever been together at any one time. I think that's fair to say. And, and yeah. they've all been taken out because of this. Yeah. And, and England, England have got a situation where they had James Bracey keeping in a test match uh, a few weeks ago. They're now going to have one of Ben Duckett, Phil Salt... 
or John Simpson keeping in a test match. This is the England team who have at their disposal Ben Folkes, Joss Butler, Johnny Bairstow and Sam Billings. And, and these are the guys who are keeping wicket in matches for them. It's actually, it's incredible. Uh, Payne and Simpson were probably the two names that stood out for yeah. me. I mean, before, before I'd seen the squad, I did a little kind of speculative Twitter post uh, naming some names. Most of them were in there. There were a few surprising absentees. Uh, I think Sam Haynes a bit stiff. A lot of people will be very upset about that um, because he has been a sort of prolific uh, ODI run scorer. But he, he does it in a slightly uh, outdated way, uh, probably. Although his blast numbers have been very good for the last two years. I think he's striking at 140 or something. So, And he's got a 100 deal now. Um, who else might be deemed unlucky? Mason Crane, if they wanted a second leg spinner, but they've got Matt Parkinson there. They're probably only going to play one at a time. Should also It'd should also say very quickly on Hayne that his England Lions numbers. You know, if we're going to specify that white ball, that incredible white ball average, where he's you know like a whisker below six sixty, um, seventeen games, seventeen innings for the England Lions, and he averages fifty two. He's got three hundreds. 729 runs yeah. I mean he's yeah he, he's he's probably the most the the most curious um, absentee for me but sorry yeah you were saying yeah I mean we've been on a call with Ashley Giles today I, I think it's worth probably saying I think the ECB have actually handled this incredibly difficult situation quite well actually firstly it didn't leak yesterday I think that's because uh, a lot of cricket journals are trying to lay low <laughs> for 24 or 48 hours between matches <laughs> Uh, but it, it didn't leak, uh, which is good effort. And then they were pretty decisive today. It got it out. Uh, the, the sort of explanations have been clear. Ashley Giles spoke. Um, it, it, yeah, they've been they've done pretty well. One of the things he said was they he was very grateful to the counties. Obviously, games are going on at the moment, and people have had to pull out, um, uh, been pulled out, pulled out of matches, which is which is obviously irritating for uh, counties and county fans, but. The current current setup is we kind of just understand that the show is just trying to be put on and, and the substitute regulations are in place. I know teams are getting weaker. Will Jackson, Ben Duckett, I think, were two, exa- two examples of players who were not out overnight uh, who had to just be replaced. Um, but it, he said they had no bite back from the counties. I think there has been a sense uh, with with the way the ECB have done it. They've tried to spread the load a little bit counties-wise. Yeah. Um, you know, Warwickshire are probably pretty grateful to still have Sam Payne in their side. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 an interesting setup. Alex Hales is is another one who people are going to go mad about. Uh, it's not happening, lads. Um, well, it w- they know more than we they know more than we do, uh, and we just got. I, I just feel like we just got to settle on that one. But but do you not think though the Hales thing is a very very different situation because. It wasn't a case that he's... I mean, it's been framed in many different ways, but the one, I suppose, surefire thing we got from Morgan and other people at the start of this year was that it's not a case that he is considered not good enough. In in this case, in what? The top 40 players who play white ball cricket. It was more mm. that part of his reintegration was with that first team, not actually um, occupying a position in a second string team like this. You know, it's not like if yeah. we had a Lions program, he'd be on an England Lions tour. He wouldn't at all. It was part of the reintegration, as it were, part of his reassimilation into the England side was about working with that core group of top players rather than 
shit, you know, those 15 are out of the action, so we need to pick Hales, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think Izzy Westbury put it really nicely on Twitter. She said something along the lines of, uh, they've made it pretty clear that his situation wasn't going to change overnight. And this literally is a situation where they needed a new team overnight. Yeah, on, yeah. Uh, and so he's not in the not in the picture. Uh, and they've also, you know, I, I, he obviously would be probably the best, along with Stokes, the best batter in that lineup. But actually, the batting isn't really the problem in this side. I wouldn't expect. I, I think the batting they've got is going to be quite a lot stronger than the bowling this week. I, I think. Um, I mean, just in terms of the games themselves if we just have a quick natter about them like pakistan must be over over the moon with this because they're not you know then they're 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 a little bit inconsistent themselves we don't quite know what they'll be like on thursday um but (laughs) they've got a pretty good chance of winning series in england 3-0 now uh in a context of odi super league which is a bit of a talking point at the moment because england did literally didn't pick Tom Banton or George Garton or Liam Dawson uh, on Sunday against Sri Lanka. I was at the game and uh, in, in Bristol, I was pretty disappointed that they didn't pick those guys. I thought it would have been a good opportunity. And then we spoke to Morgan afterwards and he kind of slowly, methodically explained uh, in a typically clinical way <laughs> that um, the current setup is that England need points in the ODI Super League and they want to win every game at the moment. They've been they've been pretty sluggish in that uh, situation. They didn't they they lost a game in South Africa last year, which they would at the start of the year. I think that was a Super League game. Maybe it wasn't, but they lost to Ireland. They lost two games to Australia. They didn't beat India. Uh, so even the five points they dropped from a washout against Sri Lanka at Sunday will have been on Sunday will have been a frustration for them. Uh, and now they're going into these games pretty undermanned. So. Um, that's quite interesting. England might have some pretty heavy lifting to do to qualify automatically for the World Cup they are they are champions mm. of uh, over the next two years if they go down 3-0 in this series, which I think is quite interesting. Yeah, I imagine Babar Azam is um, licking his lips right now. Yeah, I, I would fancy that uh, he might score some runs in this series. Um, one thing I, I am intrigued is with, with this squad is whether England just go, right, everyone's going to get a game at some point. Because I was doing a sort of, you know, rough calculation of a team and it, I, I would think it would be something along the lines of Crawley, uh, Vince, Milan, Stokes, Duckett, Jax as a top six, which is a pretty strong top six. But that means they've withdrawn... Dan Lawrence will end up missing uh, an Essex Championship game, but he's not necessarily in the team that I've gone straight for there. Maybe he will be maybe he will walk into the team. Zach Crawley's been pulled out of a game, but Phil Salt's there as well. You know, if you're gonna take Zach Crawley and Dan Lawrence out of championship games, they're guys who they really need batting yeah. ahead of a test series. Ollie Pope's got an injury which there's absolutely no certainty he's gonna be fit for the test. So you'd think that Crawley and Milan might you might put Milan in that situation in that sort of category as well. But Crawley and Lawrence need runs. Crawley got a duck yesterday. So, um, yeah, you'd think they've got to play an ODI um, to to kind of justify that pullout. It's all it's all it's all happened very fast. There's probably more to come to light today. The guys who are isolating are doing so for ten days. Um, that that the ones who are deemed close contacts. That's from yesterday. So they're out next Thursday. 
the T20s are Friday, Sunday, Tuesday. You'd think that particularly Friday, I mean, they're not doing, they're not playing that. No. Uh, having come out of isolation on the Thursday, possibly, I suppose, they could they could bring the big guns back for, for, for Sunday, but... Yeah, it's a, it's quite a weird situation here because, you know, Billy Gilmore, um, his example was brought up twice to Gilo and that was, you know, he tested positive for coronavirus um, after England, Scotland at Wembley. Uh, none of the Scotland players had to isolate it. None of the Scotland staff were affected, but Mason Mount and Ben Chilwell, his Chelsea teammates who he spoke to for 20 minutes in the tunnel, basically in an enclosed area, were deemed close contacts and were put into isolation, which essentially ruled them out of the the next game against Czech Republic. Um, even though they were out the day before, and also even though they were they were training in the lead up, they were able to train individually while they were isolating. I imagine that's a bit difficult because of the space needed, and you know how do you individually train fifteen other players? You know that's a few quite a few complications there. They were technically eligible for that game against Czech Republic, but ruled out in terms of contact time with coaches and, and fitness and whatever. But yeah, no, it's um, it's going to be fascinating that. You kind of think, just because of the what they talked about with, the, with regards to the, the toll of isolation and things like that, you kind of think once it's over, they'd get sent home, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, 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 the England players are kind of, as we speak, uh, they're in Bristol still. Uh, I think they're allowed to go. Some have stayed. Um, I think they're travelling around the country in cars. It's probably worth us dwelling a little bit on like how this might have happened because yeah, I think yeah. uh, the bubble is something people have spoken a lot about and kind of bubble life, bubble fatigue. Um, England last summer for the for the series against West Indies, Pakistan, Ireland, Australia, they played only at the Aegeus Bowl and Old Trafford. They lived in incredibly... Um, tight biosecure bubbles um, and it worked pretty well there was the one moment where uh, Joffrey Archer went travelled from uh, Southampton to Manchester via Hove uh, which is a fairly significant detour along the south coast um, in the wrong direction but they got away with it he, he didn't there were no positive tests England the UK at that time was um, actually sort of in a little lull, I suppose, between the first and second waves of, of the virus. The virus still existed, but um, it wasn't it wasn't going mad. This summer, um, sort of in response to the fact that last summer and much of the winter has been so suffocating, uh, and with the country opening up again, the ECB have pretty sensibly um, relaxed things. They're, they're playing around the country, They've got people coming to watch the games. They're in hotels where they don't have the whole thing to themselves. Maybe that's something they might slightly regret, yeah. but it's pretty expensive putting on a bubble. Um, it's also pretty expensive having to call up a second team, uh, but that's another point entirely. Um, they, they've they travelled uh, on various different modes of transport around the country. There's been some driving, some planes from they had to get from Southampton to Durham so I think they flew for that and then they had to get back from Durham to London and they got a train in fact the train train I was on they had the first class carriages blocked out for that that, was, um, that must, so have been been an, been must have bit, been annoying for you yeah it was awful um, that's usually your sport yeah 
Yeah, I actually got first class on the way back to <laughs> I couldn't on the way back. Um, they and they've had some families in the bubble with them. It's all obviously all above board. That Giles has said that there's been no there's, there's been no breach. It's not kind of the same situation as the Sri Lankans uh, last Sunday night. I think it was in Durham where three of them got sent home for for sort of breaking out. There's, there's no sense for that that's happened. It's just that. COVID cases, this is what it appears at this stage anyway, COVID cases surging across the country and they have not been able to keep uh, the bubble secure. You know, at Bristol on, on Sunday I was there, it's a small ground. Um, and there would have been moments where the general public weren't that far away from the players and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and, I, you know, you don't know how it happens. Uh, the bottom line is COVID is it's vast, isn't it? It's, it, it just... Gets where water can't, and uh, England just have not been able to keep the bubble secure on the, at this at this time, which is pretty pretty worrying, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Giles said he they, they sort of won't be able to sleep at night until these tests uh, of the of the new sets of players are coming in are done, uh, and I can see exactly what he means. You know, the number of county players who are isolating um, across the country teams is same. I'm sure you're the same. People I know, yeah, yeah, who've tested positive or have been have been pinged or whatever. We had a we had a we had a drama uh, among the press pack at the Lord's Test involving mm. um, involving how to describe it, being pinged by the app, the government app. So. Um, yeah, COVID's everywhere at the moment, I suppose, and, and England just haven't been able to keep it at bay. Yeah, and I suppose, you know, Jarlow made made a point of reiterating that, that, like, everything that they put in place now has been, or that we that we have now, was done at the start of the summer as it needed to be done with, you know, with the March advance warning and, and preparation. Um, but the, the only thing that has changed that is this Delta variant. I think there was, you know, 25,032 new cases on Monday alone. Which um, and I suppose the you know you made this point in the WhatsApp group before that the vaccinations help I suppose you know cushion the blow of uh, you know um, of physical and like and and health the health impacts of you know carrying the virus as it were and I think it was quite reassuring that um, you know of the of the cases that there are in the England camp you know most asymptomatic a few people's struggling but not not significantly which is um i suppose a case of uh yeah just being better um, immune systems being better better equipped to deal with it you know i think quite a few people have had everyone's had a single shot of the dose um a couple of people well a few people older have um yeah have two a lot of support staff will have had, had two i mean there's a neat irony in that they were having uh they were having the vaccine. Some of them were having the vaccine yesterday morning, right? Um, but as part of the, you know, in the bubble, they were having it, and then, and then this kicked off sometime afterwards. Um, Jay, I think Jason Roy even did an Instagram of the story of them of them getting the vaccine. Moderna, I think, same as me, Jason. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, they're all by all accounts. I don't think there's any serious illness in the camp, but there there, there are some mild symptoms and. Uh, the inevitable has had to happen. Um, it's pretty extreme, obviously. Yeah, the bit, the, 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 the sort of comparison with the Gilmore stuff uh, is interesting. How Scotland managed to 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 bungle that one, I suppose. But um, 
they they've just taken advice from the medics and they were in a pretty small changing room on Sunday, I guess, at the Neville Road in Bristol, and, and there was no real choice. Yeah. Uh, but to start again uh, with players and coaches, so there's a totally new coaching staff. Chris Silverwood uh, was on holiday in Norfolk, uh, and he's been called back in. Ben Stokes, as I said at the top of the show, he was um, expecting to be uh, to, to to absolute earliest to be available with England for the um, for the T20s next week. But they were they were keeping close tabs on him and and probably just thinking he would. Um, come back for the tests against India, but he's obviously been called into action. He's England's captain in ODIs. He's captain the test. I don't think he's captain the T Twenty, has he? Um, I think I think the test match at Aegeus was his first go at it last year. But he'll probably get a go in both formats over next week. Yeah. Um, which is more than Morgan and Root and quite a lot of recent captains have done. Ben St- and Butler as well. Ben Stokes capped across all three formats. Three formats, yeah, in the space of a year, shit. That is... That is, that is big. That's the, that's the yarn, isn't it? That's the line. That's the story. Yeah, that is the main story. The um, the other interesting thing here is that uh, Jalo touched on it as well with regards to wanting a bit more leeway. Um, and it's hard to do that when you're doing a press conference where you're having to address positive tests in your secure environment but I think he had a point about how you know a lot of people talk about this is just something we have to learn to live with and he mentioned about how they're moving at a different pace to the public now he didn't say the speed but obviously it means they're just moving a lot slower than the than the way the mm. general public and society as a whole in this country anyway is opening up a bit um, it is interesting you know like Gil- Gilmore isn't the only player to have tested positively and not been effe- not affected anyone within his squad. You know, Ivan Perisic, um, Croatian forward, also tested positive. There have been a few other dotted around the Euros. Um, and obviously with the travel that's involved for the Euros, it's kind of been amazing and also quite blindly ignorant in some places that they've been kind of going around in different capacities, obviously Budapest being the main one. But the um, it is interesting because it does feel like, in a way, we're coming back to how cricket has been viewed it was one of the last sports to um get back on a recreational level last summer it was also um you know i think giles basically said that it was a decision that they took themselves really to give a whole to bring about a whole new squad it was while they also while they did consult with the government medical experts they were the ones who ultimately decided right we just need a brand new squad yeah i think it's just an absolute case of no risk um in terms of they, they know they need to get the game on yeah. the, these three games on these six games on they need to have a, a flawless schedule they've got india coming later in the summer i don't know i don't know what this is going to mean for that um i mentioned bubble fatigue before that's been a big thing uh big talk uh among players they and it's it's the reason for the rest and rotation policy that's proved so controversial early this year but really, the last thing these guys needed is another spell in isolation. So you look at, yeah. say, uh, Moen Ali's probably the absolute prime example, but Chris Wokes, Johnny Bairstow, of the group who are who are involved now, Sam Curran. Um, if if you looked at their last 12 months, it, it's just been isolation after isolation. Jason Roy and Sam Billings went to the Big Bash as well. So that was two weeks hard quarantine there. The last thing they needed was this. And the players just like, 
all they want is to be is to be out and about a bit more. Um, and the aim was that when the India series came round and the country was a bit more open, that that would happen. But will will that be able to be signed off now? Um, with the BCCI, etc. I really don't know. The Indian India players, by the way, are currently roaming around the UK, having a nice time with their families and stuff. Which good good for them. I hope they you know having a great time. They stay safe. But they 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 may be having their kind of chilled out time now. Whereas England players are just heading home again. So it it's 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 on a knife edge at the moment. I would say uh, how how all of this stuff sits over the next. Uh, I suppose there's it's sixth of July the season English. We run deep into September the English, England calendar, so we've got more than three months, three months to go, two months to go. Um, Why do you say calendar like that? It's like you're saying Ian. I've also just done some really bad maths because it, it's about two and a half months, not three months. Um, yeah. yeah, it's don't quite know where we're at with that, and it'll be interesting to see how things play out. I mean, the the bottom line is that there's, for now, there are 16 players uh, and a decent number of support staff, probably a dozen, I would guess, uh, at home for the next 10 days, uh, unable to do anything. Yeah, we should say, like, while nothing about this is ideal, um, I don't know if you saw, but Gloucestershire put out a video with David Payne, which was actually really lovely. Um, players like Bryden Cass as well, who've... A lot of people are talked about. A lot of people are very excited by. It's cool to see him him get a go. There's, yeah. you know, there is there are silver linings and they're quite um, heartening silver linings. And I would say that if you had a ticket or if you have a ticket rather for these next two games and feeling slightly shortchanged, I think the depth of England's batting and the challenge Pakistan's bat- batters will pose some really raw England bowlers will actually be really exciting to watch. I think it'd be quite exciting to see what, how they respond to this challenge of not just playing in front of so many people, but also facing just quality opposition. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk talk about the depth of the English white ball cricket over the last six years, probably since 2015. Uh, and, and basically, this is it laid bare. You look at someone yeah. like Payne, um, they've, with Payne, he, he was a name that caught me by surprise, as I said earlier. They've obviously decided they wanted a left armour in yeah. there. Um, Topley's injured. Curran and Willie were playing the games just now. Garton is... Uh, is with them, isn't he? Yeah. Is with them. So he's... I, I feel for Garton and Banton, who are in that next rung. They are des- They are prime examples of players who would be in this squad, but they just happen to be called up a bit sooner and have now been kind of screwed over by that. And then, um, uh, and then I suppose another left arm you look at is Timal Mills. He only plays T Twenty. This is ODIs. So, so, so in terms of English white ball cricket, Payne might be number six. Uh, I guess in 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 their thinking. Um, so it, it kind of shows how how deep we're going here, uh, and and also England have just got quite a lot of in of, of players injured at the moment. Butler, Pope, Jordan is injured, I believe. Um, Archer, obviously, there's just a lot of players unavailable as it was. So uh, this really is a good test, which it might be. There's probably some, you know, there's, there's guys here who obviously weren't in that 55 man squad last summer, but also I should add white ball players 
who who were in that fifty five man squad who haven't made this group like Laurie Evans. So um, it's not kind of it, it, it. Things have changed a little bit since then, but it's a really uh, good examination of quite how deep English cricket is, as well as being a reminder of uh, the fact we shouldn't be taken for granted. The fact that all these games are happening, uh, and and it, it's been uh, sort of the fact that they are kind of is sort of defying a little bit what's going on across the country, I suppose. Yeah, in a weird, weird way, this is a real feather in the cap of an 18-county system because it's hard to think of many other countries that be able to pluck 16 players, 18 players as it is now out of thin air to fulfil an international series. And yet for us to still be sitting here thinking... You know, it's quite exciting. Should be pretty good. Yeah, no, I'm really forward to it. Given um, what we've just seen with Sri Lanka as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's literally two days since people were saying, "Play younger players," <laughs> <laughs> and now here we are. It's proper like monkey paw, make a wish on a monkey paw type stuff. You know, play new players. We don't want to see the same old faces. And so, like, right, fuck it. Yeah. Here's here's eighteen blokes. Four of which you've never heard of. <laughs> John from High Wycombe. Here you go, mate. <laughs> oh no, I'm 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 really looking forward to this in a in a quite. It's not sadistic, is it? But it's not. It's not normal to be to be wishing this and having it come true. But it might be sadistic by the third game. You just don't know. <laughs> that is true. Imagine Bad if we get a bolter. Him. Imagine if we get a bolter from here. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it, make an A for yourself, lads. Yeah. John Simpson, sorry, just lastly, John Simpson's quite an interesting one because I think on white ball form, maybe about three years ago, he was really, you know, posing some serious questions in a admittedly strong role for, yeah. from an England perspective. But I mean, Simpson, Simpson's a, a fantastic cricketer. He's done particularly in that 2016 Middlesex yeah. title-winning side. He's done some pretty amazing things. He's also um, sort of struggled a bit at, at times over the last few years, not not shown that form. But he's a good all-format player. I'd kind of had him, uh, obviously wrongly, resigned him to sort of the uh, slight county journeyman pile, like absolutely outstanding player, but it just isn't going to play for England he's he's as I mentioned earlier England's wicket keeping stocks are extraordinary um I just didn't think it would ever happen but here we are and and good on him um yeah good luck yeah um I think that's all that needs to be said for now yeah I mean that was just that's that's good uh we've had a good ramble there because there's no direction to it and that's what an emergency podcast is supposed to sound like isn't it we we didn't I think so Yeah, yeah. We we don't do enough of these full stop to know how they should how the normal ones should sound like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I imagine. Yeah, yeah. I I I I apologise to our listeners because we received a lot of um, messages saying uh, why why have you why has the pod stopped? As in, like we've split up, the band split up, but we actually haven't. We're just too lazy. Um, no, it's a bit like it's a bit like Destiny's Child when um, when Beyonce went solo. Only this time, Beyonce's gone to Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, so we're still all in touch. I think we speak basically every day, but um, yeah, pod, pod wise, I think that makes you Kelly Rowland, and I'm the other one. Margot Chatney is Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> P- 
probably not even pronounced like that. But yeah, um, right. That, that's as good a time to end it. Uh, thank you for joining us for this emergency pod. Um, no doubt there'll be future emergency pods under the guise of of real pods. Um, should probably do this again for India. Actually, I say that I will be in Tokyo for the first two tests, but we will, we will see. You can you and Sam can get involved. But um, yeah, for me it's goodbye, and from Will, goodbye. Thanks for listening.